Okay, okay. It is hump day, as Colette said. Welcome to In the Mix Conversations with Colette and Corliss. And it is a middle of the week. And let me check on the weather here in Southern California, Los Angeles, at 81 degrees right now. And we're going to be cooling down to a wonderful 72 by about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 7 o'clock, uh, seven, 9 o'clock. 70. So basically tonight will be 70 degrees. When what's really funny about that Colette is that it's the hottest that it gets in Humboldt is 70 degrees. <laughs> so my body has not uh. still, I'm still dealing with my body is still confused because I did those first two years up in Humboldt where I was adjusting to 25, 25 degrees or lower than Los Angeles. What? So when I came here from my bone marrow transplant in 2019, I was just like Hot flashing, hot flashing, overheating, like for real. Up there, I didn't have, but I could count. I think I had two hot flashes in two years. It was wonderful. Oh my God, wonderful. Yes. And I got home, you know, even when I came home for the summer, I would only be here for a week or so. So my body wouldn't throw off. But when I was here for the transplant from September of 2019 to, I'm sorry, from January to September that summer, I was just like dying. I didn't know what was going on. I felt like I was overheating and then I'm gone again. And then I'm back, you know, obviously I got back here last February and I thought thought it was just as hot up there. Oh no, we're near the, here's the Oregon border. Yeah. I I know that. And and so we get all that rain, we get all that fog. Matter of fact, the airport in Eureka or what is called Arcata, but Eureka's airport used to be the train is the training well used to be the training grounds for air force pilots because how thick oh. the fog oh really oh, real thick to the point where i made sure that when i came back home that i flew first thing in the morning so that hopefully the fog was lifted versus coming at night and then turning the plane around and saying you got to sleep in the airport because we're not giving you hotel so i never oh. slept in the airport i, I was like oh no so I always flew at 6 a.m. and went right on in to work from L.A. Ooh, uh, when I would yeah. come down here. But yeah, I've, I've been, it's so funny. This is my fifth month, fifth year anniversary with Humboldt on the 25th. And I have spent half the time here and half the time there with, you know, being here since COVID or being here since last wow. February. And then COVID's kept me here. So it is very interesting. Um, wow. Now, 
today, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with, you know, we still got folks shooting at people. We've got a lot of car incidents where there's fatal crashes, people going the wrong way on one freeway, you know, people speeding and racing on the street and everybody getting killed. I mean, I just saw on the four o'clock news where um, there was some, there was two fatalities in Fontana. Oh my so God. It's like crazy. It's, it's That's absolutely, it's just insane. And my, just thing, insane. my thing is this, um, if you're on the road, wherever you are listening, Folks are crazy. Just if they cut in front of you, don't trip. Just yeah, just yeah, just go. If you just see them, speed, just slow down. Let them have the right of way. Just you yeah. just go because obviously you got to get somewhere uh, unsafely, and I'm gonna get somewhere safely. And it's just not worth the road rage. We've had two incidents, incidences <laughs> here in Southern California where people have been shot and killed because of road rage. It is what? not worth it. The little oh boy a couple of weeks ago, and then somebody else just got shot and killed because of road rage. It's not worth it. Is it's it? not worth it. It's not worth it. Try not oh to cut nobody God. off. Don't go, go on the road. Don't go anywhere. Just, just stay anywhere. in. Just stay in. Just stay in because you don't know what's out there. You don't know what's out there. People are uh, loose. They're running around like banshees. They're crazy. They're doing all kinds of crazy things. That just doesn't make any sense. Stay home and be safe until you hear all clear, dear. Stay in because it doesn't make any sense. Okay, here we go. This is the one off the 210. Yeah, road rage leads to gunshots fired. Yes, 210 freeway um, in Irwindale. Irwindale. Yeah, but this is ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. And all I can say, people... Cause I've seen it and I just, I just slowed up and let, I let them go ahead and y'all handle what y'all going to do. Cause I don't want to be caught on some fire that's made for somebody else because you oh mad at them goodness. and I happen to be yeah, like the little boy, Right. Like the little boy. Uh, the little boy, unfortunately his mama kind of caused that. You know what, whether she did or not, that right. little boy never should have been shot. He shouldn't have been shot. But again, I, that's what I'm saying. When you see somebody speeding, let them do them. To just just get out of their way it is not worth your family. It really being isn't murder. It, really it isn't. is not worth it. That little boy right. was killed because his mom. What did she do? She pulled in front of them. It was road rage. So instead of throwing the finger, he threw the gun and shot shot through the car and killed the boys. <gasps> they downplayed that at the beginning because it was really about the, ooh we the little the boy. Little died. boy. But about three days later, that's when they said, well, the mom was involved with the road rage. So the only reason why somebody would shoot somebody is probably because you cut them off and pissed them off. And you know what? But guns are not legal in California. Guns are not legal. And when people talk about the legalization of guns, they're not legal in California, but seems like everybody on the freeway got a gun. Well, I mean... Well, is, is it not legal or you can't do a concealed weapon? I thought you... No, you, guns are not legal to carry in oh. California. You can only carry if you have a permit, and permits okay, are notoriously is. hard to get in California. Right. Okay. Well, that that part. So we already know that. That's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, people, I just, I can't stress enough. I, I, I see it on the freeway. I just slow all the way down. Sometimes I'll just get on in, into the right lane, lane and just let y'all do you. So y'all can shoot it out and then I'll keep going. It's not worth it. I'm praying everybody, please stay safe because at least here in the Los Angeles area, there is somebody getting killed every day. Somebody ran fast, hit a curve, 
jumped the wall, landed into somebody's pool. Three people ejected. That was today. What? Yeah. And the man is on, the man whose yard it is, he is crying because he said he was supposed to have his grandkids in the pool today. <gasps> oh my but God. But did not have his grandkids. And they, and you know, and that, you know, they always complain. You always yes. complain. You hear people complain, this curve, can you put a speed limit? Can you do something? Can you do something? Well, whoever went over, whatever, one died, yeah. another, the pool, and it got, yeah. It's Where was that? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I know it happened earlier this afternoon. Oh, that is just... And it's some kind of curve where people, all you hear is scourches. That's what the people in the neighborhood were saying. You hear scourches all the time, and they've been trying it. They have signs up. They got those little arrows up. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I just saw another person on the news that lost their lives due to speed racing and all kinds of different things. There we go. Corvette. There we go. That's it. The Corvette crashes into pool, killing two people and injuring another in Chino. This is ridiculous. This, this is, is today, y'all, three hours ago. This is today in the Los Angeles area. Chino in, oh, I'm sorry, 2, 2 a.m. I guess I didn't hear about it till later on today in the news. But yes, 2 a.m. this morning, folks speeding and your car is in the pool. Yeah, anyway, we got a good one today. Ooh-wee. Um, we've got a return guest that has come back to 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 meet with us. We, um, um, Okay, so come on, y'all. Show your faces. Show you. Come on, Russell. Show your handsomeness. Said, "Come on, where you at? Come on." Right, I'm listening to you. I'm right here. Uh, I, you're not gonna show your face again. Lots going on, brother. Lots going on. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, Mr. Russell, how are you, hon? Good to see you in person. We've been texting. Good to see you. We have an excellent show today. Um, first, we'll start off with Said Dumont. We know that Said with Said with or otherwise known as said, has been on the show a couple times for different things. His his right. his his for real for real cause is FAVS seven thousand, which stands for Voter Re- um, Fighting Against Voter Suppression. There you and go. Every day is another law that's being passed. It talked about how there's several different states. They y'all they are pissed. And they meaning the Trump campaign and, and some Republicans. See, not all Republicans are pissed. I just want to throw that out there. But that's a whole nother show. But they are pissed that Biden is in office. I don't know why they thought Trump was going to be back in office. But anyway, nonetheless, so they every these states have been putting more and more laws in place to keep us from voting. So that's one issue that will somewhat be discussed, or we, or we have discussed it before in a couple of shows. So I want to bring Sid back. Thank you, Sid, for coming back. Thank and, you for having me. Absolutely. And then Sid um, has his friend from New York. Are you still in New York, Russell? No, actually, I'm I'm in Mexico right now. On vacation? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, nice. What part but, of Mexico? Right now, right now I, I reside in Florida. So right now, oh, okay. You all over way. Okay. Yeah, well, exactly. Russell, is, Russell is a retired in New York City police officer. Um, and he is highly decorated on his um, detective shield. But one of the things that of many things that he does is he has he has sponsored many mentor programs for black youth in the communities in which he served. And um, and so as a single parent, you don't hear much about the single male parent. He has raised a 21 year old daughter and a special needs son who is now 20 as a single dad. So amen. 
Thank you. Give you that love because you don't hear that very much. Um, and so, sure. so you have dabbled into some um, after retirement, some medical insurance business, and some other things. But we are so glad to have you here to to lend your voice to um, what is going what what we're talking about today. And for those who didn't didn't see the uh, flyer or the promo, um, they're going to be discussing basically this statement. We cannot separate, I'm sorry, back up, back up, yes. Um, Discussing economic empowerment in the black community or the lack thereof. Hmm. And the statement that said, gave to me in a text, I was like, that is perfect. We cannot separate one issue from another when it comes to the black community from voting or voter suppression, to policing, to economic empowerment, to absent fathers, which we know we don't. We have two fathers here that are very much involved, right down to trash pickup. We are becoming more and more of an endangered species, and we are complicit in our demise, and that is by design. So, said since you brought that up, why don't you tell us where are you pulling this from? And, oh, wait, what's wrong, Colette? You, you had something to say right quick? Uh-oh. Yes. When I read that bio, when I read that, I thought, oh, my God. We're only doing an hour show on this. It might, it might have to go. It might have to be a two-week thing. We'll see how far we get. We, we need to do a three-hour show. The part that I really <laughs> liked was that we are complicit in this, and it is all by design. All by design. I thought for sure that was just me, but I'm glad to see that it's the two of you. Thank you very much. So, Sid, why don't you kick us off on why you made that statement and and put and you know bring us bring us to the you know bring us together? Well, I mean, uh, again, thank you for having us. And um, you know, one of the quotes that I kept, which came from uh, which came from my sister, because I I enjoy talking about these issues with all of my friends and family from different walks of life, because then you get a different uh, viewpoint. Right? right. And the quote that she gave me was the challenge, the, the, the challenging balance between systematic racism, preparation for opportunities and personal responsibility. Right. Okay. So we understand that there's a system in place and whether you're in California, you're in Florida, you're in New York, you're in Alabama, the same system is what you see. Right. Society says you belong one place. Society says women belong one place. Society says Latinos and so on. Right. And so the system is designed for that. So oftentimes people will say to me things like the system is broken and we got to do something about it. And I said, no, the system is not broken. It's the system is designed is, is operating exactly the way it was designed to operate. Right. Just can't take a Corvette and put it on a field and try to plow a field and say, hey, that caused something's wrong with that car. It wasn't designed for that, right? It is designed to work for certain groups of people and is designed to hold other people down. And when other people try to, meaning people of color and women, try to elevate themselves, then we see all these laws change, whether it's redlining or it's voter suppression or is policing or what have you, because we've all been witness to this. Now the whole world has been witness to this since, you know, uh, George Floyd and all the, and uh, Breonna Taylor's and all, all those things. The only thing different now is just cameras, right? 
redlining is not anything new. In fact, Russell and I were talking about this earlier today in preparation for the show when we talked about the GI Bill that was set up by returning uh, servicemen, right? And it was very clear. If you were white, you got to, you know, uh, get uh, cheap housing, free free college, and you were, you know, giving very favorable loans. If you were Black, you were out of luck. And in some cases, there were Black servicemen uh, that came back and were hung by, uh, you know, they were hung with their uniforms on. So these are things that we have to start paying attention to and understand, okay, well, why did this happen? It's a systematic thing. You know, a bunch of people, a bunch of people of color, Black Lives Matter, go and protest. They're tear gas. They're calling TIFA. A bunch of people cause an insurrection uh, on, on, on January 6th, and they're patriots, and they're given probation, and they, they get to ask about, you know, meal plans that, that has organic foods. Right. That's, by, that's by design. And so one other thing, and Russell, please jump in. Uh, one other thing uh, Russell and I were talking about today is when we get a little bit of money, the money goes right outside of, the, of, of our community. We don't even keep it. There's a, there's a statistic that I'd like to read off, and then, and then I'll pass on to Russell. When an Asian person in this country earns a dollar, that dollar stays in that community for two months. When a, I'm sorry, for one month. When a white person earns a dollar, that dollar stays in that community for two weeks. When a black person earns a dollar, that dollar stays in that community for six hours. Ooh. Right. Not even a quarter of a day. Right. Wow. And so, that comes from, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Second. No, Russell, please jump on in. I, I want to make sure I give you a good intro, brother. And to, to put it in another fashion, black folks spend money black folks are consumers the dollar yep. goes around one time in the yep. asian community it goes around 26 times in the yep. white community it goes around 26 times in the hispanic community it goes around 28 times in the black community we burn it it burns a hole in the hand of a whole lot of pockets and hands and we don't see it ever again it's gone what were you saying, Russell? Russell was about to say something. Go ahead, Russell. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, we spend too much time and resources on material things that are liabilities and not assets. But having said that, a small part of my background is this, when I talk about other races. I grew up in the housing projects in Brooklyn, New York, right? So growing up in New York as well, I was surrounded by every diverse culture and said lived in Brooklyn for a while too. So he knows this. So I've, I've had tons of friends, relationships and everything in other cultures. And I've studied them well, just to see what the dichotomy was between their culture and our culture and what the differences were, their mindset and other things. And the things that I've come to conclude is that the black community, the only way that we're going to survive is through a sense of community opportunity and self-effort. And, and self-effort and the only way that's going to happen is through financial literacy us marketing diverse skill sets and especially gaining the knowledge about our rights as citizens in this country i mean we cannot continue to depend so much the civil rights had a purpose and thank god it was there but now now we have more access to the most important currency there is which is information and the we have more information now than we have 
ever had in our history as Black people. But yet, we're not utilizing any of that information to build each other up. We we concentrate too much on government, religion, and they use this as far as emotion to manipulate us. And what they do is they'll give us an ideology and we run too much with the ideology while everyone else is actually getting things done. Like, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, and let's just go into politics for a second. Black people for decades have blindly followed the Democratic Party, right? We'll use Joe Biden as an example. We've watched Black people throughout history stand up for rights for everyone, while other cultures were only looking out for themselves. And that same thing is being repeated. It was repeated back in COINTELPRO with the civil rights with my parents and everything else. And it's being repeated right now. And we are not learning from those same problems. And the thing is, is right now, Joe Biden, Joe Biden was asked a simple question when he was running for president about reparations. He ducked and dodged the answer. And then he turned around and said that no, nothing would be spoken about unless American Indians were involved. Well, let's see what Joe Biden has done. He's gotten over 90% of the black vote like Democrats normally do. He signed executive orders for transgender people the second he got in. He's, he gave Native American Indians $38 billion. For black people, Juneteenth, really? Really? Because if you look into the history of Juneteenth, that is the last thing that should have been given. But you know what? If we give them, if we give them this holiday and we get a bunch of people to praise, oh, he gave us a holiday, then we will overlook the real things that are being done. And I'm sick and tired of seeing us being manipulated with emotion and ideology and getting skipped over. Like Dr. Claude Anderson said, we are the second largest minority and we got nothing as number two. And we are now being overtaken by the Latinos and the Chinese. So if you got nothing in the number two position, what do you think you're going to get in the number four position? Right, right. Russell, you must have been peeking in on me and Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) You must be listening in on me and Kenny Hendricks. Because correct me if I am off Kenny Hendricks, but that is the very, very dialogue that we have daily, and I do mean daily. And if we don't do something about this, and it's not up to anybody else, it is up to us. It is up to us. We have got to stop waiting on folks to do it for us. And guess what? Just like they haven't done it up to this point, they ain't gonna do it. Right, and Sid Sid will tell you, because Sid and I also talk about this every single day. And for me, when it comes to Black people, it's not as nuanced as we think. It's not like we're running around and we don't see a structure that's there. I'll give you a perfect example. Materialism and some parts 
Like I said, we can go all the way back to COINTELPRO and how they pulled the black man away from the family, incarceration, and telling the black women, you don't need the men there, we'll give you money, you don't need them, and everything else. And then second and third wave feminism also helped with that crutch, you know, which it just keeps the separation there between black families and black men and black women, you know, where so much is that, so much is that it's shown that a lot of black women are being raised. I don't need a man, you know, and there's something that I saw one day that was so disheartening to me. I was watching Fox soul one day and Claudia Jordan's Vivia, uh, Vivica Fox, Lisa Ray and Selena Johnson, they were talking with Ice Cube about his contract for Black America. And the most disheartening thing that I have ever seen is after he told them what the contract for Black America was, the first thing out of their mouths was, well, what about Black women? And he said, aren't you Black? And what was disheartening to me is it shows that mentality and mindset of separation because you will never see an Italian person put forth a policy and Italian women jump up there saying, what about us? You won't see that in the Jewish community. You won't see that anywhere else. But every single time they need someone from our race to do the step and fetching and step up there and say something, all they got to do is open up the window and shout and they're lined up. Right. That's absolutely right. And you'll never see that demonstrated in the Armenian in the Asian, in the anywhere, in anywhere in the Hispanic community, you'll never see it anywhere. But in our community, it's time for us to recognize that we are. What is the, we're the odd man out? We yes. are truly the odd man out because one, we don't stand for anything. We don't stand right. for anything. And fall and for everything. We fall for everything. We don't care what. If you don't stand for, for something, everything. you will fall for anything. And, and right. it, let, let me just yeah. say this. Colette, I'm sorry. To, I, I just want to jump in here real quick. We have allowed the basic foundation of civilization to be destroyed and decimated, and that's the family. Mm-hmm. Our family has been decimated. Eighty percent of black babies being born and it's okay. to unwed mothers, and just like you said, you know, women talking around, running around saying, "I don't need a man." I don't hear Asian women saying I don't need a man. I don't hear Latino women, white women. I don't hear any other women saying I don't need a man. That's a problem, and it has become okay. It has become the norm for our women to have to raise their babies alone. And that's not just their problem. That's our problem, too, from uh, both a male and female perspective. perspective. We have to fix it. But if we don't fix the family, then we're doomed. You're You're doomed. If you own a home and you got foundation problems, I don't care if you put a new roof on, you put new windows, new doors, no matter what. If that foundation is not there, that house is going down. And that is our most basic issue right now is we have lost that foundation. Right. Go ahead. I have have a question for you. And if it, it parlays into everything that you're saying, like I was saying earlier, it's not as nuanced as if there's nothing there that we can't see. Look at how we're running around as a people, right? And look at the nation of Islam, right? You don't have to be a Muslim, but you can look at a lot of their tenets and things that they do. Mm-hmm. When was the last time or first time you ever turned on a reality show and saw a woman from the nation of Islam acting ratchet? Was the last time you seen exactly. a brother from the nation, the, a brother from the nation of Islam 
acting like that. You right. don't see that. You so it's not like it. we right, it's not like we don't have an example. Right. You know, you don't see them running around with all this materialism and I gotta get to the back where you start putting your scruples and morals to the side because it's all about getting to the bag. And then when you're questioned about how you get to the bag, don't judge me. What's the bag? Money. Money. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody's focused, on, everybody's focused <laughs> on, on money. Don't question how I make my money and yeah. all the other stuff. Well, not all money is good money. Exactly. You That's know? right. Sometimes, That's sometimes right. I sit back and say, I mean, I'm not that old. I'm only 52, but I'm old enough to remember. Sometimes I, I say to myself, what our culture is missing is when you act up, Big Mama tell you go outside and get a switch. Get a switch. That's what we're missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And remember, <laughs> we're, we are senior citizens. Of course, all of us on this show are senior citizens. Oh, no, don't, don't put, no. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I listen, refuse. I'm not listen, no senior citizen. Listen. I'm, 50, I'm not a I'm senior 52. citizen. Hey, I'm 52. I'm a senior. I'm not a senior citizen. Right. Listen, there's a whole lot to be said about senior citizens. No, don't, don't, don't be pushing everybody up there. <laughs> And I'm listen. I'll be got It's okay. It's okay. I might be the oldest one on this on this broadcast. Then, then claim you. yourself. Don't put I'm us all claiming, in there. I'm claiming also the new forty. Okay. I might on paper I might be sixty nine in two months, but guess what? I'm still the new forty. Okay. Wow. So my it. question. Hello. So what I wanted to say is, jump. what was that so, said? Let me jump in real quick. Right. Okay. So, okay. So, you know, the statement that Dr. Uh, Dr. Bennett read was talking about both systematic and, and our part, which is the complicit part, right? And those two things cannot be taken away because they work in concert. Your left foot works with your right foot. That's how you walk. You don't right. just go, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a time, to Russell's point, where there was a systematic thing to destroy the family. It goes back as, as early as the Lynch papers before the civil rights, right? And back then we were just animals. We were just, we were just immoral, right? And the nuclear family was considered that other family that just wasn't us. And then once, once people started getting divorced in other cultures, then there was a new term called the modern family where you can have two divorced parents and you can have, you know, a, a, a gay parent here and all these other things. When we were doing it, it was completely immoral. It was, it was, it was ungodly. But when it started to happen to other people, then all of a sudden it was just a new modern repackaged family, right? Right. Class mothers have always been the staple of the black community. My mother was was uh, was raising four kids, going to school full time, and working. And so my sister took care of me. I took care of my 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 younger sisters, and we made that work. Mm-hmm. There was no daycare. There was none of that stuff. But now that other women are getting into the, the workforce, they're demanding daycare. They're demanding all these other things. And guess what? They're getting it. The reason they're getting it is because they have the economic power. One other thing that I'm going to mention is we're dealing with a pandemic right now. And this is another part of what I mean when I say being complicit. Why are we the lowest people, the lowest numbers to get vaccinated? Why are we the lowest to get tested? For a long you know time. Because we go for the okie doke. Because we go for the okie doke and we are the ones that say they're trying to, that's an experiment. They're trying to eliminate so us. You can't be time. mad at that because Tuskegee thing, it, it happens and you got these old so ways. Way we don't discount that. We don't right, discount okay. that. 
We don't discount that. But think about it now. Justice said, said, we're complicit in all of this. And you got to think about it in terms of what do we bring to the table? What do we give to them? Pharmaceutical companies, honey, ain't looking for us. They are not looking for us because just as Russell and said, just clearly stated, we're doing it to ourselves. So they're not looking for us. They're not looking for us at all. We're doing it to ourselves. So for a long time, and even till now, issue has been we don't have access. Now we have free access, and you have a bunch of people out there walking around saying, I'm not going to do it for X, Y, or Z. It goes, And it's the same type of apathy that goes when it comes to economic growth. If you live in a ghetto, buy the land where you live, because eventually that land is going to become valuable. And eventually they're going to gentrify you and push you out, except you're constantly consuming and constantly renting. You're constantly living off of somebody else's decisions. Same thing with medicine, same thing with voting. Why should I vote? What's the big deal? Well, the reason you don't have X, Y, Z, the reason your schools are crumbling is because no one cares about your vote except for one or four years. And it's hard for someone like me because I'll go to someone and say, hey, Dr. Corliss, I need you to help me out and do this. Da, 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 da. We go out, we, 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 you know, we mobilize people, we vote for the person, the person gets in to Russell's point and does nothing. And then I got to go back to that person again the following year and say, hey, come on now, we got to go do this. After a while, they're like, why? What is the point? Right. So it's not enough for us to get out and vote. It's not enough for us to, 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 you know, to buy. We have to take care of it. We have to take care of it. If that foundation of the house is not strong, the house will fall no matter what. Right. You're absolutely right. right. You're absolutely right. And with that, when we look at the foundation, remember, as I said, back in the 60s, we watched growth. We watched King. We watched Malcolm. We watched all of these people who were involved in the movement. And back in the 60s and the 70s, it meant something and it said something because the Panthers were all about the African-American community and they were not about money. They were about strengthening the African-American community. And the first order of business was the strength of the family and the strength of the black man. And I know that to be a fact because at our house in Altadena, that was a meeting place. My mother was heavily involved in the Panthers and in the movement. And everybody met at our house, Jerabadi, Hodadi, all of those folks, everything began at our house. And they, it was about the men doing, and men did. And we were not afraid to hear what the men taught us. It meant a lot to us. It meant everything. That's why even today, we still lament about what took place then and what's taking place now. And frankly, we have a whole lot that has gone wrong in our community. And I, for one, and I'm not speaking for anybody else, I, for one, get irritated when I hear that BLM is focused purely on the transgender community. When I drive down the street and I see that the billboards all over Crenshaw Boulevard are dealing with, uh, and one billboard says, all, all black lives, all black gay lives matter. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Oh, so you haven't seen that, Corliss? I haven't seen that one, no. That one is right on, on uh, Crenshaw and 43rd, Homeland. Mm, right I across was... from 
uh, where McDonald's is and the 7-Eleven. Okay, it's I right know the corner. There. Yeah, I, did, I just yeah. didn't see the sign. It's, it's right in that area. And then there's another sign on Slauson, just east of La Brea. And in the meantime, in the meantime, men, but guess what? Those, those billboards are not in Pasadena. They're not in Arcadia. They're not in San Dimas. They're not in Fontana. They're not in Rancho Cucamonga. They're only in that community. They're only in that community. They're not and in that, Pasadena, South Pasadena, Altadena. Yeah. No. That's the decision. I have, I have a question for everybody on this panel right now. Okay, because so so we so we've identified part of the problem. Like for example, someone just sent me this. When we were having a crack epidemic, we put everybody in prison. There were animals. Now we have an opioid epidemic. We're putting everybody in in, in and rehab, mm-hmm. and, and and they need help. So we see what the problem is. I tell my son every day, and I hope he's listening every day. It's better that you fail chasing your own dreams than you succeed making somebody else's dreams happen, and not your own. To fail, teach your children to succeed, teach them to fail early, teach them to do it often, sit there and go through the, the rigor mortis, the painstaking, the, the, the annoying and frustrating parts. Like my son and I have been working on something now for the past, like it seems like the last 35 years, he's only 15. But it's the idea and there's times when I lose my temper and I step back and I apologize soon because I need him to understand the way the, the way the world works. I want him to know how a man reacts when he does something wrong. I don't sit there and blame him. So here's my challenge to everybody on this panel. And I say this to my son as well, and I say it to myself in the mirror. For every problem you come up with, I want two solutions. Don't come to me with the problem if you don't have at least two ideas for a solution. I'm not saying they got to be right. I'm saying you got to have at least two suggestions for how we can fix it. So this is my, and I'm throwing it at you first, uh, Russell. I'm okay. putting you on the spot. Check that out. What? I, I, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. Okay. Well, first, let me step back. First, let me step back a little bit about the transgender thing, and then I'll answer that. I have nothing against transgender, homosexuals, or anyone in their fight for civil rights. But black people, we have to get back to the me generation instead of the we generation, and. Another example, like this anti-Asian bill, right? It came up quick. Right. I don't condone condone (laughs) violence against Asian people or anything like that. But let me ask you guys a question. And and I've said this before. And this goes in, in, in lockstep with Black empowerment as far as economics. How many times have you seen Black people go into a Chinese person or Oriental person's store and buy something? Now switching. Yeah. How many times? How, how many times have you seen an Oriental person go into a black business and buy something? That ain't gonna I'll happen. Wait. That's I'll not wait. gonna happen. Exactly. That's not gonna happen. And how right. many exactly. times? How many times have you seen anybody Asian, Indian, Hispanic, Latino? How many times have you seen them go into any black establishment? Here's what I said. Hold that on. ain't gonna happen. Oh, now, we, hold on. Let me Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on, hold on, Sam. Let, let Russell finish his point because he got interrupted. Okay. okay. One of the things that I believe that would work as far as helping Black empowerment in communities is besides the fact of us supporting and teaching financial literacy to our youth and, and, and building their self-esteem and letting them know that there are things that you can do 
as far as improving your situation, because not everyone is going to be a rapper or an entertainer. You have so many other races that are coming in, whether it's working at nail salons, being nurses, whatever. They are doing real world things and they're learning vocations. We need to start teaching them that there is pride and no problem in vocations. Even if we have to crowdfund or, or, or set up funding to send some of these kids to school. And in, and, and in return, if we help pay for your education, you have to give servitude back to the community for at least a year minimum. I don't care if it's teaching financial literacy. I don't care if it's voter registration. But you have to give back. If we invest in you, then you have to invest back in us. And that's, and that's one of the core things that I believe that we can start off. The second thing, and this is part of the reason why, to me, I'm kind of glad COVID came in and did what it did. If you got caught off guard with COVID and lost your job and you didn't have your next month's rent because you were living check to check, I hope this was a wake up call for you because you should have money in the bank regardless. Even if, even if you just came across a business opportunity, who wants to miss out on a business opportunity because you don't have the capital there because you spent that getting your kids some Jordans or either a game console. So if you got caught off guard and you're not teaching your kids financial literacy or you're not teaching them anything outside of school and a game console, then you're failing yourself and you're failing your family. I'd like to put forth a solution. Every major city in this country, particularly every urban area, has a boys and girls club. We all know that. Most of us grew up going to the boys and girls club. When I grew up, it was just the boys club, but now it's the boys and girls club. Every major city has one, and they are predominantly going to be black and Latino kids going there. Every one of those needs to have a policy that says if your kid is going to come here, the first 15 minutes there, that kid is going to sit in a classroom and learn something. I don't care what it is. It might be math. It might be black history. It might be, I don't care. They're going to sit there for 15 minutes and listen to somebody teach them something and learn how to sit and learn how to listen and learn some discipline. That is something we can do in our neighborhoods. We don't have to wait for the government funding. We don't have to wait for some government grant, somebody else to do anything. We just do it. We go in there, we tell each one, and, and what is 15 minutes? I understand kids have a very short attention span. I'm 66 years old. I still have a short attention span, okay? I get that. But 15 minutes is not too much to ask. And they, then they can do, go do what they want. And that's the start of it. And then let me just say this one more point to uh, Sed's point about politics. The reason that these politicians don't follow through it's because we don't force them to. We do not hold them accountable. We do not avail ourselves of the process. We can't just go say, hey, we want this, and then walk away. We have to continually be there, be continually on them, and get involved. And we have to get involved in the process. And we cannot keep sitting back saying, I don't want to do that. I don't want to join the police force. I don't want to join the military. I don't want to get involved in politics. Well, guess what? You get what they give you. Right, right. Well, plus the other thing... I'm sorry. Plus, the other thing is voting with us has to stop only every four years when the presidential election comes. Grassroots, what is happening in your neighborhood is going to affect you a heck of a lot faster than anything on a presidential level. Seth and I talk about this all the time, and I always push for him with his program to get out, and, and, and I tell as many people as possible about his program because 
We have to get registered. We have to start teaching each other about local politics because that's where everything stems from. That's where funding comes from for your neighborhood. The schools, the schools don't mind if your kids walk up in there and have a short attention span because they love to give their kids a IEP so they can make federal funding. Off and, all, and all they're concerned about is the ADA. All they're that, concerned about it. is having a butt in that seat. That's it. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Okay. They get a minimum of $2,022 a day for every day that your kid put his tail in that seat. That's right. And then if he has an IEP, it's even it's even mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. It's like going to jail. It's like going to prison. $64,000 a year to house a prisoner. Don't let that sucker get sick. Okay? Because well, it goes up to, in California, it goes up to $350,000 a year. And that $350,000, think of all of the kids who could make Anywhere from sixty-four thousand to three hundred thousand dollars a year by going to school. Right. Okay. Just think about that. And there's a return. But when they go to prison, it's nothing. They're just in prison. That's just money gone. That's just money right. gone that corporate America makes. Because they right. corporate America, right. they're the owners of those prisons. Right. We need to also restructure the way we think about materialism. Like I said. I have many friends and I've been fully exposed to other races and cultures. And I see a lot of them, they teach their kids. Even when I was a police officer, I was the only male black in my precinct at the time. And a lot of these guys I hung out with, I noticed a few things. I noticed that the white guys were living at home, stashing money. Their parents always told them, when you get paid, you put half your check away. And I don't care what you do with the other half, but you're putting half away. And these kids were living at home until they were like 30, 30 years old. And then they stepping out, getting married and buying a house, plopping down 75,000. But in our culture, if you're 22, 23 years old and you're a black male and you're still living at home with your mother and father, that's a problem. And we need to get away from that. You know why? Because if your son is still living at home, but he's trying to make his situation better, we need to applaud that and support that and stop putting those social things on him and, and 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 also they teach them to save because i'll give you an example black women are the most educated they say right now but in reality they're the most in debt and the reason why they're most in debt is because many of us when it comes to buying houses or when it comes to education other other cultures put money to the side with an importance so even if they have to take out a loan, a government loan or a private loan, it's not much. We're the only people will sit back, buy up everything, not invest much in education or buying a home. And then when we get to that point where we want to get educated or buy a home, we look for the government to give us assistance. That has to stop. Yes. And, and with that also, when you talk about women, and how women spend. Remember, women want to keep up. Women want to keep up. We got to have the nails. We got to have the hair. We got to have the clothes. Got to have the purse. Got to have the purse and the shoes. I have my nails and my purse and my nails (laughs) because I am a diva and I want to look right. And if I don't look right, then I don't attract the right people. So hold up on the nails and toes. That is part of personal personal care. Personal I'm just care. saying, so don't okay. add any. I personal care. Now the person, the added stuff. Oh, okay. Yes, I just had the to jump in care. and let you know. 
Okay. I look I had look a certain way because I am a role model in the black community okay. for personal care. Family. Personal care. Okay. Okay. okay, but do the shoes have okay, but do the shoes have to be not, red but I'm not a shoe person. I'm yeah. not a shoe person. I don't okay. buy okay. shoes. Well, I do. my shoes. Check it out. Yeah. Check it out. So, I know yeah. people. You can add that. You can definitely add that. But yeah, yeah. Not, not I, and I do the hair, I do the hair and the nails and the lashes and all that. Yeah, I do. But I know folks. I know folks who are living over on the other side of the projects who wear the red bottom shoes. Right. Because they really can't afford. I don't even have any. I don't want it. I know folks who wear the red bottom shoes who carry the names on the purses because it says something about them. It does say something about them, but not what they think. Right. It says a whole lot. They're not matching necessarily. But see, I have again i have to jump in again because again uh when when to go to to go to a point that russell made earlier and i'm gonna you know double back to uh, to something that you said Qualish. when this was astounding to me when i learned this this was absolutely astounding to me in la county within the black communities there's something close to 500 or don't quote me on that exact number liquor stores no 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 wrong no. Don't be on the number, but here's the number that's how many of those are black owned? None, hardly. So if, when we if, go, I don't think there is one black owned. But when we yeah, go, yeah, just a couple. Hold on now. When we go to get our nails done, where do we go? Asians. When we right. go to to the supermarket, where do we go? You, no, you're right. And and, 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 and on top of that said, I was just thinking I just had this thought because I was over at the Walgreens over here on Century near Imperial, and I was like how do you have a El Super market? How do you have a superior market? And these are Latino type owned market. How come we don't have one? Correct. Because that's what, not what we do. That's but not I mean, I know do. that's, I mean, that was kind of like, like not really an answer to the question, but it's like exactly what you're saying said. So yeah. again, back to that. So here's another little statistic I sent to, to you, uh, uh, Dr. Bennett and, and Russell. The state of California spends approximately $12,612 per student annually to teach our children well at the same time we spend over eighty thousand dollars incarcerating people yes yes and that is by design so yes it is so the part where we have where we do have control the part that we do get to get 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 to so my son loves me but sometimes he's sick of me because i'm always in his face because i know that children spell love t-i-m-e and someone said to earlier that this panel is behaving almost like the black community in the sense that we have so many different issues and we have an hour to talk about it. But at the same time, I say, when I have, a, when I have an issue, when I, when I, for example, Russ, I'm going to put you on the spot again. I wanted to yeah. learn more about cryptocurrency. I know someone that does that. I wanted to do something for phase 7,000. Dr. Collison and I are trying to put something together right now for September that hopefully we'll be talking about on this, on the, on this show four phase seven thousand but the thing is i'm using my resources when my son is sick i pick up the phone and call my sister be like uh you about to give me some free medical advice right now when i have a problem you understand what i'm saying because we have to start learning to use our resources and pooling those resources all the time because we our problems are like any other community the difference is they're united we're not and my solution for that so i can keep my own word my solution for that is to start reaching out to people. 
when I have issues, whether it's money or it's child rearing or whatever, Russell is one of the first people I'm going to call. And he'll go and pick up the phone. And likewise. Sometimes it's an hour conversation. But we got to reach out to each other and start using the resources that we have. That is... You're absolutely 1,000% right. And the mind... Right. And we also have to understand that with some of our people, the mind state is not going to, like I say, leave the plantation. Speaking of cryptocurrency, speaking of, speaking of, of cryptocurrency, I'll give you a perfect example because I talk with said about it all the time and explain what it is. And I'll be more than happy to come on another show and explain what it is and why it is so important that we get into that as a people because that's what money is, money is, money is going away. It's the being cryptocurrency tra- queen is our family member. It's being devalued. As a matter of fact, the M1 and the M2 report, which shows how much money is being printed every month, Trump and Biden stopped printing it so that way you will know how much money is being printed. And, and what happened is when, when Trump gave his tax cut, all of those corporations, they took that tax cut and they bought back their own shares. Yeah, That's yeah. what pumped up the stock market. But that is a house of cards. Yep. And, the, and the thing is, now that crypto is coming through, the United States four months ago opened up its first crypto bank. It's called Anchorage Bank. And they're doing all of this on the down low where everybody's walking around snatching up checks and everything else. If you snag, if you snatching up COVID checks, you better be like, start buying crypto with it because you're going to need it. And the thing is, I went on Facebook one day. And I put, listen, start investing no matter how little it is in crypto. And I got all type of pushback saying, no, I'm not getting into it. It's volatile and everything else. So I said, so you'd rather spend $400 on buying a pair of Jordans that's going to get you nowhere but thrown in the closet three months later than invest $100 or $50 every paycheck into something that the world is going into. Right. So it became more of that. So I said, you know what? You just have to accept just like Jesus said. Not everybody's going to listen. Right. I do. I do want to uh, uh, touch on another point you made, Russell, about uh, waiting on the government. I can't remember exactly what you said, but it reminds me of something. If you look at poor white people, they live in trailer parks. Right. They may not own that lot, but they own that raggedy ass trailer that they're living in. Yes, they do. (laughs) Where do poor black where do poor black people live in government owned, government run projects? Because we don't have a problem waiting on the government to do things right. for us. And that's, that's a significant difference between us and them. And that's something we need to get out of. And something uh, uh, said just brought up about uh, internal resources within the community. Police. We don't need to be calling the police every all because it never turns out well. All these churches, all these churches need to have teams of brothers on them. 18 mm-hmm. through 35 or 18 to 40 like that can be on teams that are on call 24 seven. This group of 10 yeah. brothers or 20 brothers is on call. You're on from eight to 12, 12 to eight and, and, and t- until the morning that if something happens, you can go and handle that situation. The other one last thing I want to bring up, because I know we only have a few more minutes is that we have to change our expectations. We have to expect success. We not only do we accept failure in our community, we expect failure. And not like you were talking about, Russell, where you can fail and come back. But we expect people not to do anything. We have to change that we 
expect people to succeed and put them and, and do the things in terms of education, both in the school and at home, that they do succeed. And also let them know that you're going to run into problems. You're going to run into obstacles. It's not going to be easy. You just pick yourself up and keep moving. So those are the types of things that, that, that we need to do. But again, we've got like, six minutes like to go. This one day. It's like Al Sharpton said one day. If I knock you on your backside, that's my fault. But if you stay on your backside, that's, that's right. your fault. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Right. 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 And what I add to that, too, is, you know, wow. love that idea because, you know, when the when the Jewish community has an issue, they they, call, they go to the rabbi, they go to the temple, they have people mm-hmm. to deal with those issues. Same thing with Muslims, same thing with the Chinese. Mm-hmm. So we, what, what the, the, the thing we got to stop doing is expecting everybody else to save us. That's, that's if you right. live, if Absolutely. you live worse crime infested place, you gonna live there anyway. Get your credit fixed and buy it. Right. Eventually, gonna come, or at least you can turn around and send it. Like right now, I'm in the middle of developing an app, and I'm putting all my my energy in that app. You know who's my VP in that app? My son is my VP in that app. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get the young perspective. Why would I go outside of my own home when I have a brilliant 15 year old in my house? I have yeah, a very good. That's my cousin. I have brilliant mm-hmm. kids that are in my own. Fa- I'm gonna start there first, and right. if I can get the resources from my family, then I'm gonna reach out to my closest friends, and then I'm gonna reach out to a, to, to a network outside of that. Way before I go to freaking uh, 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 Huntington or Newport or, or right. Beverly. Hills. Right, right. That's my last two. I'm through. Plus, and I, I want to go ahead. Go ahead, Russell. I'm sorry. Here's the last thing I'm going to say. When it comes to the mind state, and I've I've spoken with said about this before. I was doing properly. Uh, um, I was uh, developing properties. So at one time, I had 17 houses. I was buying and flipping. Right. I was renting some out, and I was selling others. So I had quite a few people come and ask me. How do you do that? Because they saw me driving a nice car and everything else. So a lot of them, when I went to tell them how I did it, a lot of them didn't want to put in the work. So the ones that didn't want to put in the work thought I was bragging. Hold on. You came and you asked me how it got done. So then I came to the conclusion, when there's a will, you'll make a way. When there's no will, you'll make excuses. It's that simple. It is. So the ones the ones that are willing to learn will learn and the ones that won't or well, well, I'm sorry like my grandfather used to say there's three type of people in the world those that want things to happen those that make things happen and those that wonder what happened yeah many of us are making things happen yeah absolutely and and we unfortunately we we can make excuses all day long we can make excuses. And one of the biggest things when we started talking about foundation, the one thing that we had that was built on foundation was a mutual respect. Back in the 60s, the late 50s, the 60s, the 70s, we had a mutual respect. And and not only did we have a mutual respect, it was an anticipated mutual respect. Now, we don't have that. Men say whatever they want to say to, to women. Women say whatever they want to say to men. And it and we're the only ones that let that go. We're the ones who put out so-called music or, or whatever that stuff is called. And we're the only ethnicity 
that will allow men and call it artistry to uh, 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 degrade, degrade, and degrade our women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Nobody else calls their women the butt eye and the ho and the pu and the ni and the, nobody else does that. Not even what's the guy's crazy. name? What's the? And who's making the most money off of that? Cyrus, Bill right. Ray Cyrus. Okay, yeah. but we call that artistry. Everybody else calls that vile and vulgar, and degrading. And but we call it music. But it's killing our community. Everybody else operates on a mutual respect. We don't. Because we're chasing the bag. Because this that is that mentality. Right. 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 Well, y'all. Unfortunately, we have boy. We have come up. I, I have to say one thing. Russell, when you first started speaking, for you to make Kenny Hendricks bring his face into, <laughs> see, he didn't think I peeped that. He, I've been doing show this show this this show since fall of 2018, and never once has Kenny Hendricks brought his face on the Zoom. When you said your opening line, he popped up and was like, "Yeah." So I just want to bring that out there that you brought well, Kenny Hendricks, our engineer's face, to the forefront. This is a hot topic. I tell yes. you, it is. This is exciting, and we want to bring you guys back um, and maybe concentrate on one of the aspects of it or two of the aspects. I I, I don't know much about this crypto uh, currency piece, and I, if, uh, so I, I bet that there's people who probably don't know. I would love for you to come back and talk about that so that I can learn as well. And, and just sure. here's another question: Does that have to do with, with the bit? No, no, it doesn't. It's, I just want you, I want you and Russell. I want you and Russell and said to know that the cryptocurrency queen, who is Naja Roberts, is a member of the family, and she and Hill Harper have been on the show. So okay. Russell and said and Corliss, yes, you're absolutely right. We will bring Naja Roberts and Hill Harper onto the show so that there is a big, big discussion. So we're Kenny and I are working on a series called. It's time to tell the truth. And, oh, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. So, Corliss, I'd like for you to get in touch with Russell and Sid and got make it. them a part of that series. Second thing, I got a text from one of our faithful listeners out there, Miss Terry. She said that The Best of Enemies is a movie on Netflix that applies to this conversation. So, just a, she said it's called The Best of Enemies. It's on Netflix. Um, and then um, also, please, people, go get vaccinated, number two. And I mean, trust me, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it, but I I, I can't afford not to personally. Yeah. And so we please want to do it. But we That's and, it. None of us can because we're the ones with high blood pressure. We're the ones with diabetes. We're the ones with all these pre-existing conditions that will almost ensure that your lungs collapse or something worse, you die. Mm-hmm. It's free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a sidebar, as a sidebar, if it's any consolation to... Uh, Dr. Corliss, uh-huh. I'm also immune compromised. I've been battling cancer for the last two years. So oh, wow. I to, yeah, so I had to get the shot as well. Yeah, wow. I didn't want to. Trust me, I didn't. And not because of Tuskegee, just because they did it too quick. I was just like, uh. yeah. Same yeah. Thing. I invented that yeah, in the what my story was, invented yeah. in the living room, you know, watching the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden we got a vaccination. But anyway, yeah, we got to go. Yeah. I know we got to go. That's always been my story, and I'm sticking to it. Four white boys are sitting on the couch eating chips and beer, and they was like, oh, dude, I got this vaccination. Come here for yeah. a second. One added nutmeg, <laughs> one added cinnamon, one added yeah. sugar, and it was like, <laughs> Vaccination. Let's say that's what I think. That's how I think it went down. That's my that's my interpretation. Yeah. 
Exactly. Oh, so you guys, you mean police doesn't work? Pardon me? Say it again, Russell. You mean police doesn't work? You mean police no, doesn't work? No, that's the police. <laughs> no, that's the police. <laughs> they didn't add the police, but but I know. But we've got to go. But we've got to we've got to get in on this. What you call it? What did you call it, Colette? The, what did you say? The series is going to be called the what? The series. It's time to tell the truth. Yeah, that we got to get that. That needs to, that needs to pop it's off. It's time to tell so, the truth. So I hope so, that you can come back yes. soon and 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 really break down this crypto thing because I don't know anything about it. Yes. I just don't. Yes. And uh, bring up, and then again, we're talking about, like you said, from absent fathers to policing to collecting the doggone trash in the community. Yes. We got to do something, and we've got to figure out how to make those solutions happen if it's on this show, and then go yes. out and do it. So, like yes. Seth said, for every issue, you have to select two. Right now. So peace out. Have a peace good out, night, everybody. everybody. Be safe going home. In the mix. In the mix.